بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين. We always praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his household, his companions. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless them, to bless every one of us, to grant us every form of goodness and doors and the doors of this microphone. Amen. It was right. I don't know why we adjusted it, Habibi. It was beautiful, beautiful. Just like this venue, mashallah. My brothers, my sisters, right at the beginning, the first of our species was Adam alayhi salatu wasalam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created him in a specific way. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thereafter created Eve or Hawa alayhi salatu wasalam. We say Adam and Eve in the English language. We say Adam and Hawa in the Arabic language. Alayhim as-salam, may peace be upon them. My mother, my father, your mother, your father, meaning the first of our kind. If we look at what Allah blessed them with, after some time Allah gave them children. So whenever we talk about children, we need to pray for those who don't have children. May Allah bless you with children. Say Amin. And then we must pray for those who do have children that Allah make those children the coolness of their eyes. So we say, may Allah make your children the coolness of your eyes. Say Amin again. And we need to say to those who are not yet married that if you said Amin to the dua that said, may Allah bless you with children, then you have actually included in your dua that may Allah bless you with a spouse. So you must always say Ameen loudly. It's okay. It's an all-inclusive dua. You know, I once gave the example of... Can I tell you what? Can I tell you? A shampoo of your hair. Subhanallah. You have the two-in-one, right? You know, you have the conditioner and the shampoo. Then you have the two-in-one. Wallahi, I promise you, I saw a three-in-one. Have you guys seen it? Have you seen it? MashaAllah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all of us. Amen. So when Allah blessed them with children, obviously they were very close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Adam and Hawa alayhim as-salam, they had interaction with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the one who told them what to do, what not to do. There was only one thing that was prohibited at that time and they fell. There was only one thing. That they were told, don't do this. It was a sin. There was no other sin. That was the sin. And guess what? They fell. They fell not out of defiance of their maker, but out of their human weakness. And the trap of the devil who kept telling them, go for it. It's a good thing. Don't worry. It's a good thing. You know what the Quran says? The Quran says the devil promised them two things. One is, you know, you'll have a good, long, healthy life. Who doesn't want a good, long, healthy life? We all do. May Allah bless us with a good, long, healthy life. Please say Ameen. MashaAllah. Everyone wants it, right? Okay, okay. I get it. Well, you better eat healthy if you want a healthy life. MashaAllah. You better, you better exercise thoroughly. MashaAllah. Whether it's at the gym or elsewhere. But you better make sure that you're fit. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala truly grant us goodness. But we want long and healthy lives that are filled with the obedience of the Almighty. The second thing that the devil says to Adam is, you know what? You will have so much. You will own so much. 
it will never deplete. Imagine if I were to tell you that you're going to have so much of money that no matter how much you withdraw from your accounts, it will never ever deplete. You would be excited to say, how do I get it? They told us a while back, Bitcoin, we bit our fingers, didn't we? You know why they call it Bitcoin? It bit all of us, subhanallah. I was bitten too, by the way. That doesn't make it haram. That's another ruling all on its own. But we were bitten, mashallah. Those into crypto, it's the future. Allah bless you. I hope you got that little message, okay? My brothers and sisters, the devil says, هَلْ أَدُلُّكَ عَلَى شَجَرَةِ الْخُلْدِ وَمُلْكٍ لَا يَبْلَى Beautifully worded by Allah. But there was a poisonous statement within what the devil says. He says, should I show you that fruit, that tree? If you were to eat from it, you wouldn't die. You wouldn't die. Death won't come to you. And you know what? You will have ownership that will never deplete. You will have enough, so much. And so he says, look, Allah told you not to eat from this simply because... He didn't want you to live forever and he didn't want you to have ownership of a lot. Somehow Adam salam says, let's taste it. So, you know what? They tasted it. Man is so weak that we get involved in a futile discussion based on a question, who ate first? Have you heard that question? Who ate first? So I want to ask you, who did eat first? Please tell me, who ate first? Anyone know? Put up your hand. Just say it. Or say it loudly without putting up your hands. Who ate first? Please say it loud. Who ate first? I hear some say Hawa. Some say Adam. Some say both. Mashallah. Both of them ate together. Don't ever blame a woman. Because I've heard one old uncle one day tell his wife, if it wasn't for you, we'd have all been in paradise. Subhanallah. Wow, did you hear that? If it wasn't for you, we'd have all been in paradise. No, no, no. Please don't blame each other. You can make life a living hell for those whom you live with if you don't know how to live. And you can make life a paradise to a certain extent if you know how to communicate, how to address people. If you know what you're here for, if you know your purpose in life. So anyway, both of them ate together and they were ashamed of their deed. I want to pause for a moment, my brothers and my sisters. Whenever we falter, no matter what we do, the sins we commit, major or minor, turn back to Allah and never ever lose hope in the mercy of Allah. I spoke at a motivational evening Yesterday, I think it was. And you know what? I promise you, my brothers, my sisters, one of the major points of trapping of the devil is that he makes us feel that we're not good enough to be forgiven. So after you seek the forgiveness of Allah, he makes you engage in a sin bigger than that major sin that you had engaged in. In a way that you tend to distance yourself from Allah. You tend to insult Allah. He says, I am the most forgiving, most merciful, most compassionate, most kind. And we say, no, you're not going to forgive me. What did you do? You're insulting Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clearly said, 
Allah will always forgive every single sin that you've ever committed. Even if it was a repeat, he will still forgive it. Every time you fall, get up and walk again. The losers are those whom when they fall, they don't get up. And the losers are those whom when they fall, they've gotten up and they're walking and someone keeps telling them, you're not walking, you're actually a fallen person. But I'm not. I've gotten up and I'm walking. Subhanallah. I'm trying again. So if you fall again, get up again. If you fall a third time, get up a third time and a fourth and a tenth. But turn to Allah and don't lose hope in his mercy. We don't sin out of defiance of our maker. We sin out of the weakness of human nature. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from sin. That having been said, we have to do something to protect ourselves. Because you know what? You pay a price sometimes for a sin you commit. I remember a brother telling me, you know what? I committed sin for so many years and Allah covered me. And I kept doing it and kept doing it until my wife found out. What happened? She's not as forgiving and as merciful as Allah. You know, when a man commits a sin, the wives normally are meant to say, it's okay, I give you a chance. But if the woman were to perpetrate the same or even a lesser crime, for some silly reason, a man will not, in most cases, even tolerate it. Am I right? The women are so scared to say yes. Subhanallah. That's why we kept the men in the front and the women at the back. You can't see but unfortunately, we have round tables huh, for them to keep an eye, right? That's what you think. But it's a fact. If a man has committed sin and people expect the wife to say, you know what, I give you a chance. It's okay. Or live with it. Make sabr, bear patience. What about the guy? When she commits a little crime, she just sent a little heart. You know those emojis that mean absolutely nothing on WhatsApp. If someone sends you kisses on WhatsApp and hearts on WhatsApp and they send you every emoji there is, it means zero. It doesn't mean they love you. Not at all. It just means they sent you an emoji. That's exactly what it means. And I'm not saying it's justified to send it. But I am telling you today, if you were to look at my phone and see how many times I used the, the small little yellow face with two hearts where the eyes are today, possibly more than a hundred times. To who? To ulama. <laughs> to, a lot of, to a lot of guys that I'm communicating with. And I'm talking of top people. As well as to my own family. Subhanallah. But it just means, you know what? I care for you. And it doesn't mean something dirty. That's what it means. Or it's just a sign of closeness. Nothing more. Acknowledgement. My brothers and sisters, I tell you something. Shaitan makes us think that we're not forgiven. That's a disease. Don't ever allow that. I want to take you now back, because I told you I'm pausing for a moment. Take you back to Adam and Eve. They had children, mashallah. And guess what happened? Do you know they gave their children a very good upbringing? Very good upbringing. As best as they could. But the children became jealous of one another. Be careful of jealousy. Do you know what happens? It will eat you up and destroy you. Don't be jealous. When Allah has given one and not another, be they brothers or friends or anyone else, just acknowledge it. Say Alhamdulillah and move on. 
Make a dua for them and the dua for yourself as well. Oh Allah, you've blessed them. MashaAllah, tabarakallah. Oh Allah, bless me too. That's how it should be. Whether it's your brother or your uncle or whoever else or a friend or someone you don't even know. Pray for them. Don't be jealous. When we get jealous, it hatred gets in the heart. It starts building just like the devil. The devil was jealous because Allah said, I raised Adam above you. So he became jealous. And you know what he did? He decided, no, I'm going to destroy this fellow. To this day, he continues to try. Because of one jealousy, Allah raised someone above the other. And this other did not acknowledge it. Didn't acknowledge it. You just have to say, oh Allah, you gave. Allah says, I am Ar-Razzaq. I give the wealth. I am the one who distributes. Allah says, we are the ones who distributed whatever we have in terms of sustenance of this world. We are the ones who decided who's going to be above others, who's going to get more and who's going to get less. All this was from Allah. Don't be jealous. When shaitan was jealous, do you know what he did? He tried his best to destroy. He succeeded to a certain extent, but he will not ultimately succeed. Because we have something known as Tawbah. Shaitan could have operated with you for 30 years, 40 years. One warm tear of repentance will wipe out 40 years of Shaitan's service. You follow how merciful Allah is? Very merciful. Don't lose hope. So Shaitan comes to Cain. Who is Cain? One of the sons of Adam. In the English language, the name is Cain. In the Arabic language, it's Qabil. Right? And told him, you know, your brother, every time he makes a donation. Now, at that time, there were no poor people to donate to. So there was a different system of giving a donation. Nowadays, you have poor people. So you have to reach out to them. You have aid organizations such as this one here that does a lot of good work across the globe on our behalf, right? We help, we support, we give, we trust them and they execute it on our behalf. They are poor people we give a charity to, right? At that time, there were no poor people. They were the beginning of man. So Allah says, right, when you want to give something, you have to leave it at a certain place. And you know what? The fire will come and consume it if it is acceptable by Allah. Did you ever know that? The fire would come and consume it. So when they gave their charities, the fire consumed one and didn't consume the other. So this one Cain whose charities were not accepted goes to Abel. Abel is the brother called Habil in the Arabic language, right? So Habil and Qabil in the Arabic language or Abel and Cain in the English language. And so he says, you know what? Why did yours go and mine didn't go? I'm going to kill you. What are you jealous about? Jealous about so many things. Subhanallah. There is another narration speaking about how when they married at the time, you know, they had a unique way of marrying. It is reported that Eve, may peace be upon her, gave birth 20 times. Each time there was a boy and a girl. So she had 40 children. 20 boys and 20 girls. MashaAllah. That was a super mother, right? Super mom. But subhanallah, if you were born in the same womb, you couldn't marry each other. But you could marry someone who was born in a different womb. 
So there is a narration that makes mention of how interested Cain was to marry Abel's sister. And for some reason, they didn't want it to happen. Imagine these problems we have here in Bradford existed right there at that time, right? From the beginning. I'm saying Bradford because to be very honest, I receive a lot of emails of people complaining. They want to marry someone, but they can't because do you know what? There's a river back in Pakistan or in India between them, their village and the village of the guy who they want to marry. Gosh, gosh, I thought we were over that, you know, subhanallah. I thought inshallah we would be by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But getting back to the story, the one decided he's going to kill the other. Now, that's my topic this evening. What is it? Listen, my brothers and sisters, we have not learned a lesson from what happened at that time. It's not only mentioned in the Old Testament that the Christians read, but it's mentioned in the Quran in quite a bit of detail that we read, we follow, subhanallah. What happened? Do you know from the very beginning, people are different. They've been created differently. Adam was not like Eve and Eve was not like her own children. They had differences of opinion, differences of idea, different capacities, different. Everything was quite different. Allah created all of us so unique. Do you know that that's the power of Allah? Every one of us has an identity today. You're looking at my face and you know it's me. Right? Do you know what happened? A few days ago, I was in Johannesburg and I was wearing a Nigerian dress, you know, disguise. Went with my wife to go buy something. And uh, out there, there was a man selling hot dogs, right? And uh, it was Muhammad's caravan or something, right? So halal and everything was there. And subhanallah, the brother, I looked at him and uh, my wife says, why don't we get some hot dogs? I says, yeah, that's fine. We can, mashallah. And so I told him, can I have a few of these? And he looked at me and he heard my voice and he says, hey, you know, you look like someone I know. I said, oh, is it? And I'm wishing he didn't. Because, you know, it's very difficult. You know, when I was entering here, they wanted to put me into one of the rooms on the side. I said, no, let me enter. Let me sit. I was going to walk down the aisle, but I didn't have a bride with me. So I said, that's fine. So I thought I'll, I'll just come around the corner so that I don't confuse people. They think it's my wedding, right? So, and wallahi, this majestic venue is really majestic. Do you agree? MashaAllah, MashaAllah. My brother, thank you so much. He's there in the corner, alhamdulillah. He doesn't even know what we said. So, my brothers and sisters, the guy tells me, you look like someone. I said, oh, is it? And I'm wishing he didn't. And then he says, where do you come from? I said, I come from Zimbabwe. He says, oh, yeah, you look like Mufti Mink. I said, yeah, I know I do, man. I know I do. <laughs> he says, so a little while later, he tells me, uh, is it you? And I tried to, you know, sort of divert his attention to tell him, you know, the hot dogs and tell, we'll have a bit of tomato sauce and we'll do this and do that. I think here they call it ketchup, right? And uh, the reason why I was doing this is because, you know, as much as you love to meet people, but sometimes you're with your family or sometimes, you know, there's a time to meet people, give them a little bit of privacy. It becomes very burdensome when you don't. So I told him, yeah, you know what? That guy wears braces and I don't and I did this he looked at my teeth he said and I just removed the braces that same morning he looked at he said yeah you look just like him that's it I do I know and a little while later he phones his wife he says I think there is someone 
No, he tells me, I'm going to call and I'm going to call this person. And I said, please don't spoil my day. He recognized now who it was. Don't spoil my day. You can tell them. You can let them know. But don't call them. You know, I'm here for something else. May Allah make it easy. May Allah grant us all happiness, contentment. Really. We are very, very different. I was saying the brother recognized me because Allah made our faces different. He made our appearances different. Everyone here is unique. You can be recognized, right? Even with your makeup, mashallah. You will be recognized. They're going to know who you are. They will know who you are. Yes, that's the brother. That's the sister, right? Not only us, every human being on earth has a unique thumbprint, unique iris, unique. I don't even know what it's called. I call it a hairprint, but there's nothing like hairprint in English. Do you know what it means? If you were to shave your head and you were to take an image of how your hair grew, there are no two human beings who have exactly the same design and pattern on their head. Did you know that? And so not only us who are on earth now, from the time of Adam right to the last person, there'll never be two exactly identical human beings. No, they won't. I come from Africa where we have elephants and giraffes and zebras and cheetahs and lions and leopards, those with stripes, those with spots. Not a single one is identical to another from the beginning all the way to the end. هَذَا خَلْقُ اللَّهِ فَأَرُونِي مَاذَا خَلَقَ الَّذِينَ مِن Allah says that is the creation of Allah. So show me what those besides Allah have made. Show me what they've made. Subhanallah. They cannot compete with Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ease. My brothers, my sisters, None of us are the same even in our thinking. We won't think the same. So why did Allah make us different? Why do I think differently? You know, I will like a certain type of food. You might not like that food. I will love, for example, a certain color. You might not like that color. You might be married to a person who doesn't like everything you like. In fact, it will be, it has to be, it must be. Subhanallah. Why? Have you thought of it? It's part of the plan of Allah. He wants us to master the art of living with difference of opinion, with differences in our likes and dislike. Subhanallah. That's Allah. He wants us. The best human being is the one who knows how to live with these differences. We will think differently. We will be different. We will behave slightly differently. Even if you are born of one mother and one father. Look at the evidence from the time of Abel and Cain. From the time of Adam and Eve. May Allah bless them. Small issues today. And what do we do? It starts off in the heart. We become abusive. We start belittling. We start making people feel inferior. We say words that are hurtful. We say words that are harmful. We say abusive, vulgar words. Do you really think that you're going to go far by saying these bad things? You have actually lost the plot. Even if you're making six salah a day, you're going nowhere. What do I mean by six salah? Some people get up for tahajjud only to donate that tahajjud to somebody they swore 
during the day. Some people do Fajr, Dhuhr, Asr, Maghrib, Isha, and we should be. But don't donate that to someone else because you abuse them, because you belittle them. Learn to be the best human being you can. Take a look at the globe. We are suffering simply because we want to impose our own thinking on the rest of the world. That's why we are struggling. You don't do that. And that does not mean you water down your own opinion. When I'm a Muslim, I will remain Muslim. I will believe what's right and wrong based on my convictions. But how will I treat someone who disagrees with me? That is something we don't know and we're lacking. And to me, that's one of the biggest reasons why we're at war today. Not only with the globe, but even amongst ourselves. In the Muslim Ummah, we cannot agree about anything. We don't have leadership in this ummah. We don't even have leadership in our communities at times. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. So I'm here this evening to take you back to that first story to tell you it started way back. Allah mentioned it in the Quran and Allah speaks about how important it is to be able to respect each other to avoid the killing because it started off with a little jealousy. Maybe perhaps because of the marriage issue. That is a narration. But what is valid is the issue of the charity. It was accepted from one and not accepted from the other. إِذْ قَرَّبَا قُرْبَانًا فَتُقُبِّلَ مِنْ أَحَدِهِمَا وَلَمْ يُتَقَبَّلْ مِنَ الْآخَرِ قَالَ لَأَقْتُلَنَّكَ Allah says it in the Quran clearly that you know when one of them gave a charity and it was accepted, the other one was not accepted. This guy tells the other guy, I'm going to kill you. La ilaha illallah. May Allah forgive us. May Allah grant us a lesson. My brothers and sisters, you should be yourself, unique. You don't compromise your faith and your convictions. What you believe is right. You don't compromise that. That doesn't mean you have to belittle someone else who has thought differently, who's used the brain Allah gave them to arrive at a conclusion that you consider wrong. I'm not saying you don't have to believe they were wrong. At times, you know, if someone says one plus one is five, you know they're wrong. But does that mean you swear them? Does it mean you belittle them? Does it mean you abuse them? Does it mean you beat them up? We used to be beaten up when we were kids, when we said something wrong. You know, with all due respect to the scholars who are here this evening, I want to say something very interesting. There was a time back in the day when a lot of us were quite young. If you're my age, in the 50s or 40s, subhanallah, haven't yet clocked the 50, but soon inshallah. When we were much younger, we had something known as corporal punishment. And you know what? They did it when they taught us the most sacred book in existence. What is that? What's that book? The Quran. And then they say it's the sunnah of the prophet. And I remember them lying to us, telling us the, funny, the punishment of Jahannam will never touch the place of your body that the scholar's whip has lashed on. Have you heard that one? It's a tale, man. It's a lie. They used it to abuse us and to blackmail us into believing. Okay, give me one here. Okay, now this side here. Oh, my bums are not going to be in Jahannam, man. May Allah forgive us. <laughs> That's what they did to us. We believed it when we were kids. We, we narrated it. Some people narrated it to the next generation to say, don't worry. 
Did your ustad whack you? Say, he whacked me. Say, don't worry. That portion will never touch Jahannam. Where did you get that from? The Prophet Muhammad, who was sent as a mercy to mankind, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, sent as a mercy to entire humanity and more and beyond. As a mercy, how many have graduated in Quran and in hif and in knowledge from his hands? And how many did he beat up? You follow? Not even one. Subhanallah. Because we are weak and we lack methodology of teaching, we take it out on the ones whom we are teaching and we turn them away from religion completely. They don't even want to go. Why? You're going to go in there, they look at you, ah, I'll fix you, I'll show you. Gosh, I'm not going to go back there, man. Gone are those days. We stopped wanting to even go to anything to do with religion simply because we were doomed. That's not what it is. You have to take into consideration the entire environment. You have to know what's going on. You have to address people with respect. From the very beginning, we were taught that as humankind and thereafter as the ummah of the one who was sent as a mercy to the rest. Subhanallah. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. My brothers and sisters, when we differ, we will differ on all levels, starting with your own spouse whom you love. Your own spouse whom you love so much. MashaAllah. I hope. Alhamdulillah. What will happen? You will disagree on things, on matters. How do you disagree? You disagree, you acknowledge a disagreement. You may want to discuss it depending on what it is. You may want to talk about it in a civilized fashion. Don't ever raise your voice. Do you know we lack Muslims in this country who are qualified to give To give what? We lack Muslims in this country whose homes are qualified to take in those children requiring foster care. Did you hear what I just said? I swear by Allah, if you went out to register your home to qualify to take children into foster care in this country, you would be disqualified. Besides a handful. You would have to work on so many things in the home. They would make you real Muslims before you can do that. Yet Islam gave it to us from the beginning. Do you shout, scream, yell, abusive, this, that in your house? You don't qualify. Not at all. It's not a, home. It's not a house or a home. It's just a dwelling by the will of Allah. La ilaha illallah. You follow what I'm saying? Ask yourselves when you go home, how, how embarrassed am I that even... Those who don't even follow this faith, of the, this faith of so much goodness, they will tell you your house is not even qualified to take in a child that requires foster care. And so don't take it from me. Go and apply. And I promise you when you qualify, you will have a much better home. Subhanallah. You're going to have a beautiful environment in that house. You will know how to speak, how to address people, how to tackle difference of opinion and so on. So much more. But my brothers and sisters, we're too lazy. We're too lazy. We don't mind the Muslim children going into non-Muslim foster cares and foster homes. But we will never do that. You know why? We're in a comfort zone and we're going to pay the price. We don't even know how to talk to our own spouses. We have such a big disease as Muslims, I promise you, that when a divorce happens, it's like the end of the world. Go to the non-Muslims and learn from them. 
divorce happens they've disagreed we didn't get along but they will fulfill the rights of the children they won't be abusive anymore they will remain respectful in that relationship but what do Muslims do especially the ones who are rigid in Islam they forget about Islam they penalize and punish the other simply because we went through a divorce what on earth are you talking about what are you talking about can you be civilized please can you be a Muslim do you know that if you didn't get along through the divorce the divorce will open doors of acts of worship that you hadn't dreamt of that will be even more difficult than when you were married are you ready to do that if not <laughs> remain married may Allah grant us ease you have to have a big heart you have to understand the children belong to both no matter how criminal the other one is unless obviously sorry I want to withdraw that statement not no matter how criminal they were if they were abusive and if they had engaged in types of abuse with the children or if they definitely do not have the qualities at all then there is an exception if a father has abused his own daughter he is no longer qualified to be the wali or the guardian of that child full stop I hope I clarified myself here because there are so many children who come up and tell us I was abused by my uncle a lot come up I was abused by my father I was abused by my elder brother or someone or whatever trust me we need to create an environment of respect of love of dignity may Allah forgive us so when we differ what do we do we start yelling we get up we yell we shout we want to prove something we make mistakes it could have been your wife who knocked somebody else's Porsche what would have happened it's it happens we make mistakes it's called an accident because it is by accident that's what it is it's not like boom okay I did it dodge him car let's reverse boom and now I hit the other one let's go this way boom I don't think it has happened no nobody does it intentionally so don't get upset when you know you're disciplined is when people make a blunder when a glass breaks when something happens that you don't like you don't get angry then you know you're now a true Muslim a young man came to the Prophet peace be upon him he says oh messenger imagine he got a chance with the messenger if you were to get a chance with Muhammad وسلم, what would you ask him I mean it's people say that to whoever they want to meet they, what will I say I, I have one minute to say something what can I say he says oh messenger give me advice now do you know sometimes you're, you're busy walking on the streets I, it's happened to me when I'm walking in a mall sometimes and someone greets you and they say you know uh, what advice can you give me I'm about to get married I say I'm about to buy something from the shop you know subhanallah it's the wrong place if the guy says you know Sheikh, I have a quick question I says does it look like this Tesco is a Q&A you know we want to buy something relax just greet and goodbye that's it greet hello how are you you know polite greetings and that's it alhamdulillah I'm happy to see you and I'm glad to see you perhaps maybe nowadays based on the generation we're living in a selfie wouldn't be a bad idea okay although I don't encourage it but it's okay fine however however this man says to the messenger peace be upon him give me some advice the messenger peace be upon him told him don't get angry why maybe he noticed something about this guy right maybe the guy whatever must have been only Allah knows because the Prophet ﷺ gave different advice to different people and it was unique to this man you know so he says don't get angry now imagine if someone were to meet a very you know a person they look up to and ask them give me advice 
and they told you, be patient. You would like, oh, anything else? You know, like you were expecting more, right? Anything else you have to say? Imagine coming to a motivational evening and just hearing two paragraphs and then we've got to go. You would think like, is that it? I think we were ripped off. Subhanallah. Right? But I promise you, my brothers and sisters, the Prophet, peace be upon him, was asked again, okay, give me more advice. He said, don't get angry. Give me more advice. He said, don't get angry. Give me more advice. Don't get angry. Do you know why? Perhaps that man might have had a problem with his temper, but I want to tell you, we all need that advice because we get angry when things don't happen your way and you can calm down. You're a true follower of that messenger. Peace be upon him. You deserve his intercession on the day of judgment. May Allah grant it to us. My brothers and sisters, we get angry very fast when something in the home doesn't happen, whether it's the child or a spouse or a parent or a sibling, we get so upset we, and how we, we start venting bad words. We utter vulgar words. And the hadith says a true believer never uses an abusive word. I'm not going to ask you to put your hand up if you've never sworn a swear word in your life. Because I think my hands would be down too and it would be such a big embarrassment. But that was back in the day maybe. May Allah forgive all of us starting with me. But we must improve. We've said bad words, hurtful words, dirty words, abusive words, and you still claim to be a Muslim and that's why we're suffering. Subhanallah, you will go to your masjid. The masjid is a place where you're supposed to go for prayer and for worshipping Allah for something good. When you get in, it's going to be too hot or too cold. When it's too hot or too cold, shaitan comes and says, but you're a wealthy man. I'm sure you can raise your voice here and you say, open a window. And then there's an old uncle who has slightly less money than you who's saying, I'll feel cold. You say, it's okay, open, open. And then you look at the guy who's working. They say, you, you'll be fired if you don't open that window. Wow. You want Jannah, subhanallah. Tolerate the heat of the dunya. Allah will save you from the heat of the fire of Jahannam. How's that? Subhanallah. Ask the men down here. Every Ramadan... Shaitan is tied, so don't blame shaitan. We become little shayateen ourselves, right? It's you, it's not the devil. People say, but shaitan is tied. How come we're doing this? Say, because you, it's you. It's not the devil anymore. You've become a little devil. Astaghfirullah. Right? Every Ramadan, what happens? People are fighting in the masjid. About what? I promise you, it's about a fan. It's about a window. It's about the light. It's about the pace of the taraweeh. It's about all those things every year. I promise you, it's happening. Right or wrong, guys? Did you hear them say, right? No wonder they don't allow the women in. Astaghfirullah. May Allah forgive you. May Allah forgive you. The women would have sorted your matter out a long time ago. My brothers and sisters, it's absolutely important for us to note that to be considered the correct Muslim, you must be disciplined. You have to be disciplined. If you're not disciplined, you're going nowhere. And this type of advice, you know, when you hear someone across the globe sitting and telling you how you must calm down and so on, people say, oh, wow, lovely advice. But when we're listening to it from the Quran and the Sunnah, we don't take it seriously. It is golden advice. It is golden advice. We don't know how to differ. Let me give you another example. And I'm going to take the liberty of entering into this example because it's a reality. We're facing crises across the globe. You know what? We belong to different sects as Muslims. How do we treat each other? Again, abuse. 
we hurl dirtiest words. My brother, you have every right to believe what you're convinced by. It doesn't make the other person an evil person simply because he's convinced otherwise. You can discuss it. You should discuss it. You can raise it in a very respectful way, in a very, very polite way. It's probably going to be more effective and more convincing when you raise it with love, with compassion, with dignity, with goodness, rather than to start swearing spewing don't look at them don't greet them i was saying moments ago with us our problem is in our own homes we have a problem with our brothers i'm sure it might be in this community i don't know of any particular case but i have five fingers so if i were to tell you you've got five fingers it's not like i know the unseen it's just something so normal and natural it happens our own brother or sister we will not talk to them for 20 years and you are saying, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. And you're, you want to go into Jannah. Allah says, those who break the ties that they are supposed to mend and those who cause chaos on earth, against them is the curse of Allah. I wonder why we're cursed. We can't even make peace. What's it over? I can tell you it's over a few things. Primarily, perhaps, it's over money. A few pounds. That's what it's over. Inheritance. Old man died, and we've got a problem. That's why I say, the richer you are, trust me, the more concerned you must be about your children getting along with each other once you leave. You'd rather sort it out in your lifetime. I've known many wealthy families back from where I come from. Most of them totally broken after a generation or two. Totally. May Allah forgive us. We have a little issue. We cannot get along. We have small matters. I was saying someone from a different sect. We don't greet. We don't talk. We don't want. For what? My brother, if it was a business deal worth 10 million pounds, we would forget about all those differences. And we would say, Hello, my brother. Salam alaikum. How are you? Let me give you a big hug. Why? 10 million pounds, bro. I promise you, we'll invite each other to each other's homes. Totally different faith. Totally different. Wallahi, we should be respecting each other prior to those 10 million. And even if they didn't ever come, we should be respecting each other in exactly the same way. What's wrong? Why? We cannot bring the baggage of far away to where we are. And we must learn to respect each other because the difficulties that we are facing are a direct result of our attitude at times. And the general norms need to become proper norms. It's not normal to start swearing a person you differ with. The Christians had their Christmas the other day. Was it yesterday? Let them have it, subhanallah. Let them do whatever they have to. Why does someone need to spew hate? Why does someone need to say hurtful words? For what? The day you have your Eid, I'm sure you will be let to have that Eid in a beautiful way. They will be happy for you, subhanallah. We're living in a country where there's not just one religion. So many people from all over, you, you would never be able to know the exact number of religions in this country. You wouldn't know it. And we're a small, minute minority. Trust me. So small that you wouldn't even believe how small we are. Especially if you come from Bradford, you feel like you're living in a majority Muslim place. Right? Trust me, it's not. 
Trust me. We're so little. But we get so excited about things. And then when we say something of this nature, people say, you know what? You're asking us to give up our faith. Not at all. Do you hear? Do you read? Do you understand? You remain with your faith. You remain. You believe. You can be a good Muslim. But you just have to understand, just like you have the right, they have the right. Just like you are convinced, they are convinced in another way. Just And they will go back to Allah and we will all answer to Allah. So if I'm wrong, I need to go back to the Quran, the Sunnah. I need to check with the scholars. I need to find out and keep asking, making sure that I'm doing the right thing. If I'm doing the wrong thing, I must change myself. It's not easy to say I'm sorry. I was dealing with a divorce case or not a divorce case, but actually a case of marital discord. And the woman says, if this guy comes and apologizes unconsciously, Conditionally, and I will take it. I will say, okay, give him another chance. Subhanallah. And this guy has never done that before. So I tell him, I said, brother, there's one way of sorting this matter. Simple. Your ego. Throw it out. Come with your tail between your legs. And you know what? Just say, I'm very sorry. Whatever I did was unacceptable. I'll never do it again. I apologize. I cannot imagine the torment that I've put you through. I really feel that that was so unacceptable and I'm not going to do it again. The woman immediately embraced the guy. It's okay. It's done. It's over because history in the making, someone who never apologizes suddenly says, I'm sorry. La ilaha illallah. Some of us here, we've never said I'm sorry in our lives. Never. Not once. Even when we know we're wrong, we still believe I'm right, it's me. How can I put my pride down? I'm older than these guys. I'm wealthier than these guys. I'm supposed to be the, you know, the higher of... How can I say I'm sorry? Come out and say I'm sorry. Because a day will come when the Almighty may not forgive you. Subhanallah. And I'm about to say I'm sorry, my brothers and sisters. I was supposed to speak for 45 minutes. Do you believe it's already 46 minutes? I don't usually do that. I promise, I apologize. It's so nasty what I did, right? But I'm asking you to give me a few more minutes. How's that? Is it okay? May Allah bless you. 15 more minutes. I'm taking from the time of the brothers from the aid organization who will want to raise a few funds. So if I'm going to speak for 15 more minutes, you guys have to promise you're going to donate generously. You're going to donate generously? Uh oh, I better end up. I better close shop here, man. MashaAllah. I think we will. Someone told me, no, Bradford, you're going you know, to smash it. Not to me, but to them. And I'm like, you better make sure there are no windows because they will be smashed. And I notice there is not a single window. Do you notice? I don't know what we're going to smash. My brothers, my sisters, tonight's motivation is for us to become people who know how to disagree with each other. We need to really understand disagreements will happen even among the best of people. It doesn't make the other person evil. We will disagree within our families. Be polite. Understand it's okay. I can live with you with disagreement and I can be absolutely united. You know when we say unity when we say we're not united and suddenly when you see everyone in Makkah making sajda together in Ihram during Hajj, what do we say? 
look look how united they are do we not say that do we not say that we see everyone's going to arafah oh, look how united they are trust me they are not united they are not united at all i know of people who go for hajj with a lot of hatred for the others i know of people who go for hajj and they really don't like those others who are with them but they're doing the same thing at the same time that is not unity that is uniformity don't mix the two uniformity is never unity unity is tolerating the difference that is united we can be united with everyone with our differences why because we have a common purpose somehow we need to protect this earth we need to for the sake of our children and our coming generations let sanity prevail on earth as time is passing as we are progressing technologically as we are becoming more sophisticated in our education and you know from from a university degree to a masters to a phd to a double phd subhanallah we're becoming people who've lost our values and morals we're becoming people who have lost the ability to interact with people in a respectful way even though they differ very strongly subhanallah you can differ strongly, very strongly. I could differ with you totally, completely. I will still acknowledge you. I will greet you. I will respect you. I will smile at you. I will save your life. If your life is in danger, I will make sure that I have served you. Even though I differ totally, I might not agree. So what? So what? Subhanallah. You know, when you're driving down the road and something happens to you, you would expect anyone to stop and assist. Muslim, non-Muslim, tall, short, whoever else. Sometimes we're selective in who we help. That's bad. That's very bad. When the floods strike, they don't just strike people who thought the way you're thinking. They strike everyone. We become human. When something happens, when you have a natural disaster, it affects everyone. We would like to save all of humanity. That's why when Allah speaks of saving lives, He doesn't speak of Muslims. He speaks of nafs, the soul, the people. وَمَنْ أَحْيَاهَا فَكَأَنَّمَا أَحْيَا النَّاسَ جَمِيعًا Whoever saves a single life is, is as good as a person who has saved entire humanity because it's the feeling of the heart. I saved one life. Well, subhanallah, if everyone had to follow that, the world would be a better place. So I pray that inshallah, we can actually differ with respect. And we can actually learn to respect each other, love each other, care for each other, even with our differences. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all. I pray that I'll have a moment to greet every single one of you by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I hope that happens. Uh, mashallah, we have quite a large number of people here. Well done, Bradford. I just came from another event down the road called the Night of Vocals. Have you heard of that? Night of Vocals. More for the young, the youth, the little kids. They have a lot of Nasheed artists there. They have comedians. Uh, they have so many others. Also uh, by Iman Channel, it's their brainchild. And they, they, they're singing and so many other things. All vocal. Vocal meaning even though it sounds a little bit like music, but it's made from the mouth. So subhanallah, I, I just attended the beginning of that function and then I came here and I'm witnessing so many people in Bradford all spending these holidays in such 
a beautiful way. When I saw the number of children there, I was excited. I thought to myself, you know what? They could have spent this day doing other things. But subhanallah, at least they've come through and they're really enjoying themselves, really excited. You know, when, when the MC said takbir for them, there was such a loud Allahu Akbar that I haven't even heard when that takbir is said in the masjids. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all. We need to be concerned, not just for ourselves, but or our families alone, but for the coming generations, for communities, for societies, for those of the globe, entire inhabitants of the globe. We are part of them. We need to be caring. May Allah grant us ease.